Hi, my name is Jackie Davidson. And my name's Lisa Parker. And welcome back to the John Gosling 1742 Cookbook Podcast, where myself and Lisa are recreating recipes from an original Georgian era cookbook that belonged to a gentleman called John Gosling, London, 1742. We're still recording remotely, so Lisa is in Gloucester and I am in Birmingham. And we've had another look through the cookbook and we've picked out a recipe to bake pippins. So, Lisa, shall I read the recipe out and then we'll have a quick chat about the recipe? Yeah, brilliant. Go for it, Jackie. To bake pippins. Take your pippins and wipe them clean and take a bodkin and run it in at the head and out at the stalk. Then put them into a hot earthen pot and bake them, but not too much. You must put in a strong new ale to half a peak of fruit tie white paper over the pot that they may not be scorched in baking and when they are baked let them stand till cold then take them out to drain squeeze the apples flat with the eye of the stalk and lay them on sieves with large holes to dry them either in a stove or an oven that is not too hot so that's the recipe so we've had a look at the ingredients haven't we lisa yes that's right and uh, we've reduced it a little bit. So uh, what have you gone for, Lisa? Okay, so we've gone for some pippin apples. So that's the type of apples that we're going to use. And um, we're going to use some pale ale as well. So we've got four apples and we're going to use 250 mils of pale ale. That's great. Because in the recipe she says they're using half a peck of apples, which would be 10 to 12 apples. But Lisa's going to use quarter of a peck, which is which is four apples, so that's spot on. So where to start then, Lisa? Okay, so I'm going to wash the apples now and dry them, and then I'm going to um, to core the apples. And this recipe is on page 87 of the book, and no name is attributed to this recipe. Okay, so I'm just drying the apples. I'm just going to cool them. Right, okay, so that's the uh, the apples done. Right, okay, so I've prepared the apples, so I'm just going to put them in a basin. fit nicely in there they do okay and the next job is okay so now i'm going to preheat the oven um so i'm going to pop the oven on and um i think i'm going to put it on about 150 aren't we jackie we discussed um for about 20 minutes see how we go okay so that's the oven on okay next i'm going to open the um the, the parallel bowl it's Matthew's favourite, actually. No, it's Timothy Taylor. Yeah. Timmy Taylor. Um, Knoll Spring Brewery. Lovely. So quite local. Okay. So, yeah, quite local. So the bottle's 500, 500 ml, so I'm going to pour in half of that. Okay, there we go, all done. 
Okay, so the apple's sat in it now. So Lisa's just going to cover the dish over with some greaseproof paper and this is uh, to stop them scorching while baking. Okay, so I've wrapped string around the, uh, the greaseproof paper. So that's ready to go in the oven now. So I'm just going to pop it in the oven. Okay, so that's in. So we'll leave this for 20 minutes then and uh, come back and have a look in uh, a short while. So just a few notes on the recipe. It refers to a bodkin and this was a type of needle implement used to remove the stalk. A bodkin is also used, is also a sewing implement, but whether this was a bodkin that was just used in the kitchen, who knows. And I think myself and Lisa mentioned earlier about half a peck of apples, which was referenced in the recipe. Well, that would refer to 10 or 12 apples. And Lisa has reduced the recipe down to quarter of a peck, which is four to six apples, really, which is what we're using tonight. And we have had a look at some other historical baked apple recipes. We looked at a recipe from Mrs. Beaton's book, All About Cookery, which was published in 1861. And in her recipe, she washes the apples and cores them. She cuts the skin of the apple with the tip of a sharp knife, two thirds of the way from the base. She puts the apples into a fireproof dish and she fills the center of the apple with a chosen filling. She then sprinkles the apples with demerara sugar. She adds water into the dish and she bakes them in a moderate oven. And this is what myself and Lisa have decided to do tonight. Rather than flattening the apples at the end, as is referenced in the recipe in our book, we're going to leave the apples whole and we're just baking them in the pale ale. And so you, you could put a filling in the core, you could fill it with a custard or you could fill it with a sauce or or whatever you choose. I think in the recipe that we're recreating tonight, she then mentions leaving them to go cold, then squeezing the apples with the eye of the stalk and then laying them on sieves with large holes to dry them, either in a stove or an oven. And presumably the apple that she's left with, she would then use in an apple pie, an apple tart, in some other type of dish. So Lisa, the apples have been baking, uh, the Pippin apples, for 20 minutes. You've just had a quick look. What's your thoughts? Like as if, as if they're cooked. But I've noticed the, um, the pale ale has evaporated. Um, you know, a lot of the liquid has, has, you know, has reduced. Um, yeah, they look great. Really good. Lovely. Oh, that's really good. Um, so because we did wonder if the apples might collapse a bit when the size of them and... and um, being so small, but no, that sounds great. So, shall we taste one, Lisa, and see what your thoughts are? Okay, yeah, no problem. I'll just take the one out. Very nice. I mean, there was no sugar in this recipe. It really was just the apple and the ale. Has it absorbed the alcohol? Has it um, 
Can you taste that in the apple? I can't taste it in the apple. I can taste it on the outside. Um, but no, I can't taste it inside the apple. But yeah, it tastes very good. Is it quite sweet? Yes. So it really didn't need any extra sugar being added on top? No. No, not at all. So I think you got the sweetness from the apple, actually, that it doesn't need any, um, any sugar. Okay. And then I suppose where you've cored it down the centre, if you wanted to put some sort of filling into there to finish it off as a, a pudding, I don't know, some custard or a sauce, something like that, that would just finish it off as a dish. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a very short and sweet recipe, but it's it's worked out well, hasn't it? Great. So it's not taken long at all, really, has it? No. Well, we're happy with this one then. Um, another interesting recipe. And I think we'll sign off on this edition of the podcast. So thanks for listening and join us again soon. And it's goodbye from me, Jackie Davidson. And from me, Lisa Parker. Bye. Bye.